You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 234. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I'm a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And it is great to be with you today. If you're a first-time listener, thank you. If you're a long-time listener, love having you back. And if you could please go to that little purple iTunes podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave Best in Wealth Review, that would be awesome. Today's episode is household wealth is growing, but you would never know it. But before we get to the topic of the day, I had a busy weekend moving my in-laws. They are moving from their house that they've lived in for the last 20 years. And before that, my father-in-law's father built the house in the 1960s. So my father-in-law grew up in that house. So it's been in the family since the 60s when my father-in-law's family moved from Hungary and built that house. And then my father-in-law's father ended up in a retirement community. And so he purchased the house in 2003. And now fast forward 2023 and my in-laws are moving into or have been moving this weekend into a retirement community. So we are getting ready to put the house up for sale, which is sad. Lots and lots of memories in that house for my wife, for my brother-in-law, for my mother and father-in-law and family. But me and my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my wife, my daughter, family friend, we were moving this weekend. And the bulk of the big stuff was being done by my brother-in-law and a family friend. And I got there a little bit later than they did. And it didn't seem like they were in the best of moods because you know what? We're moving. Who is in a good mood when you're moving? I mean, we're talking big, heavy couches, beds, dressers, etc. But I got there and I easily could have kept the mood kind of blah. But instead, and I could have kept it blah because, man, I had a lot of work to do. Lawn needed to be cut. We had just come in from uh, being out of town the last couple of days before that. Man, we or I had a ton to do. But instead of coming in in a bad mood, I thought, listen, there's really not Worse things to do than move heavy pieces of furniture from one place to another. But I knew that I had a choice to make. I could go in happy, I could go in positive, or I could just ooze out negativity and make it a horrible experience. I chose positive. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here you go. American wealth is growing, but you would never know it. Why do I say this? Well, 
Our partner over here at Fortress Planning Group, Brian Cahan, certified financial analyst, certified public accountant, wrote an article last week, and he titled it 4.9%. And I'll get into that in a little bit. I wanted to go over the highlights of his article today, and we'll post that in the show notes because it has been a gloomy August, a gloomy September And then a a gloomy, up until the last couple of days, October, in the stock market. So he wanted to take a different approach. So he wrote an article called 4.9%. And the article starts that every three years, the Federal Reserve puts out a report. And we'll put that link in the show notes. It's also in the article that Brian wrote. Well, the Federal Reserve puts out this report that summarizes the changes to family finances in the United States. And the most recent report released in early October showed that net worth for U.S. households grew a stunning 37% from 2019 to 2022. Let me repeat that. The most recent report released in early October by the Federal Reserve showed that U.S. net worth grew a stunning 37% from 2019 to 2022. Now, listen here, Family Stewart. That is a massive, massive increase in wealth, especially considering that 2022 was one of the worst years ever for a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds, especially if you had all your money in the S&P 500 and or long-term bonds. But Before you say, yeah, 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 that's because of inflation, these numbers are adjusted for inflation. So we can't talk inflation that has made households grow by 37% from 2019 through 2022. And before you say, it's all because of rising home prices, renters actually experienced a bigger increase in their net worth than homeowners. And Brian goes on to say, don't get me wrong, home prices certainly played a role, but they were not the primary driver. And here's the good news that Brian points out. While net worth grew 37%, total household debt grew less than 4% from 2019 to 2022. And looking at the relative change every three years, you'll see, and I'm about to tell you, and if you open this article up, you'll see the graph that this is by far the biggest increase ever, and there isn't even a close second. What do we mean by that? From 1989 to 1992, household net worth grew by negative 5%. From 92 to 95, grew by 9%. 95 to 98, 17%. 98 to 2001, household net worth grew by 11%. From 2001 to 2004, during the bubble, Household net worth actually grew by 1%. 2004 to 2007, household net worth grew by 18%. And here's the worst on record. From 2007 to 2010, the Great Recession, household net worth grew by, well, shrunk by negative 39%. From 2010 to 2013, negative 1%. 2013 to 2016, 16%. 2016 to 2019, 18%. And from 2019 to 2022, 37%. 
And here's something else that Brian points out in the article that might surprise you. When looking at different age groups, the largest increase in wealth came from the under 35 cohort with a 143% increase in net worth. The next closest, if you can even call it close, was the age 55 to 64 bracket with a 48% increase in net worth. It would appear that young people as a whole are in a much better place now than they were just a few short years ago. Now, it isn't that good news if you're older and you feel like the world is caving in because when we turn on the news, it does feel like the world is caving in. And Brian points out, why does it seem like everyone is miserable? Doesn't it? When you talk about the economy, when you talk about what's going on out in the world, And don't get me wrong, there is a lot happening. There is a war, there's conflict, there's labor strikes, there's inflation that's high, even though it's been coming down. There are all kinds of things. But why is the sentiment about the economy and financial markets so dire? So Brian has come up with two theories. One has been my theory forever. But the first is the media element. I talk about this probably every three or so podcasts I bring this up. The media has always loved bad news and has spent the past 18 to 24 months bashing us over the head with recession predictions and talking about how bad inflation is. An article from CNBC, July 24th of this year, U.S. likely headed for a recession in the end of 2023, early 2024. Recession could still hit the U.S. economy in the second half of 2023, and we could go on and on. Forbes wrote, on August 5th, recession forecasts still right for late 2023 or early 2024. When is the last time you saw an article on inflation falling or an improving economy? Brian's been writing about falling inflation this year. When have you read an article about companies going on hiring sprees? Because guess what? It's been happening. We simply cannot enjoy good economic news anymore. We can't. Probably because the media won't allow us to. Because the more we get frightened, the more we elicit a response from a headline that has bad news, the more likely we are to click on that story or buy that magazine or buy that newspaper or stay tuned in to that newscast. And what does the media want? The media wants a click because for every click, they're making more money. They want you to stay tuned to their news channel as long as possible because they're making more money. The media simply will not let us enjoy any good news. Because even when there is good news, oh, media is super good at spinning it into bad news. Brian uh, puts a couple of these headlines inside of his article that he wrote, one that was written on October 6th. Here's why the shockingly good jobs report is going to cost you. Holy smokes. So we had a good jobs report, but we can't celebrate a good jobs report or the many Thousands of people who have gotten jobs. And if you have a neighbor or a friend who's been out of work and got a job last month, is that bad news? Would you rather them sitting on the couch or getting a job? Well, it sounds like the media would rather them sitting on the couch than getting a job. Here's another one. Came out on October 19th. The Fed needs more Americans to lose their jobs. Holy smokes. Don't get me wrong. I get what they're saying. 
there's this whole balancing effect on when the Fed will stop raising interest rates or even drop them at some point. But seriously, the Fed needs more Americans to lose their job. That is crazy. Here's April 6th of this year. Strong jobs report could spell trouble for the markets. We're not celebrating jobs reports. We're saying that they're bad. We simply, the media simply will not allow us to enjoy good news. At least we all know now where we get the good news is bad news mentality. Brian's got another theory that I'm going to read about right here. This one's not mine, but it makes sense to me. He says, not to get psychological on you, but I have another theory that I'm considering about why so many people seem to be against the U.S. economy. The pandemic played head games with us, and financially, people were in a weird place. There was tons of cash on hand because people weren't spending as much as the government was basically giving it away. The prices were going down for a short time while incomes were rising. Now, in a short period of time, people have gone from that situation to one of rapidly rising prices and interest rates. This is basically a shock to our equilibrium and one that will take a while for investors to absorb while recalibrating expectations for the economy and financial markets. He goes on to say, this, in my opinion, is why we've seen so much market volatility these past few months. The rise in interest rates has accelerated rapidly in recent months. For good reason, as I've pointed out in recent commentaries, while the economic data has come in far stronger than expected, and this doesn't jibe with what we're hearing from the media or what we've always thought about inflation and rates and the economy. Eventually, there will be reconciliation, either by economic data coming down to meet the anti-economy expectations, or investors will start buying into the growth story. We're expecting it to be the latter. Just this morning, the Commerce Department reported that U.S. GDP grew at a 4.9% annual pace in the third quarter. This is not a misprint. 4.9%. Let's stop there for a second. 4.9%. That's amazing. That's great. That's good news. Have you heard that good news yet? Probably not, because there was probably a story that spun that into bad news. Brian goes on. The growth fueled by a strong consumer marked the biggest gain in the U.S. economy since the fourth quarter of 2021. And this came in spite of higher interest rates, ongoing inflation pressures, and the variety of other domestic and global headwinds. We supposed to be in a recession by now, Brian writes. Let me be clear. I am not oblivious to the fact that things aren't perfect in the economy. A recession is still a real possibility, and high inflation has made things a lot more difficult for many households. And of course, now that we have geopolitical tensions escalating in the threat of war, but it's also worth noting how much progress we've made and just how strong the U.S. consumer is. Investors should have eventually embraced this fact, and once they do, it will be glorious. Now, does this mean that everything is great? No. Just like Brian points out, we could be headed for a recession or we could be headed for a nice little run here. We have had 
about five of the last trading days has all have all been positive with the last two extremely positive that doesn't mean that's going to continue but it might nobody i mean nobody has a crystal ball but let's just remember that every single time we turn on the news or open our iphone and look at our apps or read the newspaper that the media is not going to give us good news even though we've pointed out today in this podcast in in brian's article today that there is a lot of good news that could help this economy especially my friends in the long run and that's what we care about 37 percent increase in u.s net worth in the last three years that is pretty amazing a revised gdp outbook of output of growth to 4.9%. That is all very, very good news for us. And I say this because the best investor is who? A positive investor. And you have a choice every single day when you wake up. You have a choice of how that day could go, or at least helping that day. You have a choice to be positive or negative. And some of us are more prone to being down than others. I get that. But we still have a choice from whatever our baseline is. Are we going to be positive or are we going to be negative? When I was moving this weekend, when I showed up on Saturday morning to move all of this heavy furniture and I could have thought about my back and I could have thought about all the other things that I could have been doing and I could have thought how miserable it was to take this couch down the stairs and out onto a truck and back up to a third floor, but no, I stayed positive and so should you every single day you wake up and especially when it comes to your investments. That's all the time I have. I hope everybody has a great, great week and I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for information purposes only. It does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.